0: boom good evening and welcome to episode 54 of pillar talk i'm tyler and i'm monotone his shit today <laughs> uh we're, we're sitting here with uh jr adams and uh he's a fucking stunt man he's a fucking wrestler he does commercials man you you've probably seen him a million fucking times you don't even know it uh what's up bro tell us a little bit about yourself
1: Hey man, how's it going? Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, it was great when you said that pillar talk, man. I, it brought me back to a kid being in Detroit listening to Pillow Talk, and Alan Allman. It was very very smooth. So I like I like the name of your uh, uh, I like the wordplay there.
0: Well, it was a it was a it was a play on Pillow Talk, but because you know ha that's funny. But pillar talk, we're talking to pillars of the community, so we might as well, you know. And it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that because that was a good uh, name I came up with i like
2: it his one good name had. <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna
0: ride on that forever tell us a little bit about yourself man there you go i'm a local detroit guy uh you guys are down in toledo right yeah well, i'm from uh, monroe
1: okay all right yeah so i'm a local detroit guy i grew up the downriver area um Uh, Been around quite a bit. I uh, got into pro wrestling. I was a pro wrestler for about 12 years and wrestled for WWE a few times. uh, uh, TNA uh, wrestled all over the Midwest and Canada and uh, got into stunt work when I broke my back wrestling. Uh, I broke my back back in 2011 in a match. And, uh, so I decided to get out of that and, uh, get into stunt work. And, uh, once stunt work started picking up, I retired from wrestling and, uh, I've been doing the stunt work ever since uh, a lot of television shows, uh, a couple movies, but mostly uh, a lot of television stuff.
0: So <laughs> wait, so what you're saying is you were beat, beating people's ass, getting your ass whipped in wrestling, broke your back. And then you start getting flung off cars yeah basically <laughs> yeah it's uh people always say that they're like oh so you wanted to get into
1: something safer so you got into stunt work i'm like yeah, yeah but it it actually is safer i mean when wrestling uh you know very little pa- i usually just had knee pads that was it and everything is live it's it's you're doing it right then right and whether the, you know no room for errors you know and a lot of a lot of a lot of things can go wrong can't edit uh, that video stunt work though man uh you know we, I mean, I'm always landing on pads, you know, right. which is great. <laughs> if the, if if I can land on a pad, it's there. Uh, you know, we're. We... Did you exit out? Yeah. You're an
0: idiot. I don't know that was an accident. Is he?
1: And as opposed to wrestling, I never know where I'm going to land, so it actually is a lot safer.
0: Oh yeah, dude. I guess that's that's right because C.K. was in here said he got his leg broken.
1: Oh, yeah, CK, yeah, I, I've seen video of, of him get, getting his leg broken, but uh, yeah, I had That's lots cool. of injuries, I broke my leg in the ring, uh, I used to break my finger, you know, finger here and there all the time, I'd break my nose, like, at least once, uh, every six months, uh, and then, yeah, the worst of all was, yeah, back in 2011, I broke my back, I broke one vertebrae and crushed another one uh, so, during a match, so. so what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually doing a match in Warren, Michigan. Um, it was, uh, I remember it because it was tax day. So it was April 15th at a, at a high school, big fundraiser show, a uh, huge crowd of kids, hot show. I was doing a tag match, me and Jamie Cox, uh, who's my best friend. We were tagging up against uh, Nate Madsen and gutter. I think it was. And uh, towards the end of the match, I put him up in an abyss backbreaker. Where I'm, you know, got the uh, torture rack. I'm going to sit down onto my butt. It's going right. to be a, a, a abyss backbreaker. Well, Unfortunately, his legs got tangled up in my arm and I dropped down, and all of his weight stayed on my shoulder instead of sliding off of it. Ooh. And uh, so it compressed my spine, uh, broke one vertebrae, like I said, and crushed another one. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But I did finish the match. So,
0: oh, wow. <laughs> hey, bro, you could have been paralyzed, dude. What the fuck?
1: Did well, you guys that's win the thing, the match, man. I got, I got super lucky. Uh, I know how lucky I am because it could have gone. Either way, I actually didn't even go to the hospital until the next day. Uh, I kind of thought that I might have broken some ribs in the back. And so I thought, "Eh, they really can't do anything about it. So I'll just give it a couple days and see how I feel. And uh, by the next day, I was in so much pain. I was like, nope, uh, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll go into the hospital and have it checked out.
0: yeah stunt work i'm gonna i'm gonna get a uh, fucking blown up out of a building and uh, land all safely on this fucking pad <laughs> yeah that's way better my than my uh, having somebody
1: on my shoulders and breaking my back <laughs> right.
2: either way that's I-, I seen you taking harder falls doing the stuntman thing than you did in wrestling
1: yeah, but like I said, I mean, I'm usually padded up underneath my you know, wardrobe and stuff like that. And if 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 you know if the camera can't see the ground, then there's a pad there. You know, we're landing on on softer stuff. And plus, do like I said, we, when we rehearse it so much, I know how I'm gonna fall, so I can maneuver my bodies for you know least amount of impact to, to my body. So uh, you like I said, wrestling, you never know how that's gonna work out. So this you we rehe- I mean we rehearse so much before we actually film it. Uh, just to make sure everybody's safe. Oh, so it is a
0: lot safer than I, I guess. Because that live shit. I mean, you're jumping off of fucking cages and shit. Dude's like, dude's <laughs> yeah. like no, don't jump. <laughs> Man, that's crazy, dude. I, I, I would never guess that fucking stunt work is less dangerous than fucking wrestling. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have you know we have the unions involved. We always have uh, safety protocols. I mean, uh, if there's any fire involved, we have at least two fire safety people. Okay. You know, if there's a big stunt going on, we have an EMS on site all the time uh, for bigger stunts, just in case something goes wrong. So we, I mean, it's so it's so well uh, rehearsed and and uh, secured that, uh, yeah, I mean, if if something goes wrong, they'll they'll know it quick and they'll get it fixed. You
0: quick. ever get you ever get hurt doing stunt work?
1: No, I, that's the whole thing. I've never got hurt doing stunts only doing wrestling. Uh, that's crazy. you know, I've got, you know, uh, you know, I had a
0: couple times
1: where we, you know, had a little bit rougher landings and stuff like that. So you'd be sore the next day, but nothing like we'll
0: get uh, the wind knocked yeah. out of you type shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, that stuff happens all the time. You know, some, somebody accidentally, you know, you're in a fight scene or something, somebody, somebody accidentally and you head in the face or something, you know, okay. stuff like that'll happen, yeah. but nothing, uh, knock on wood, nothing that is, uh, been as bad as any injury
0: i had wrestling what's the craziest uh, stunt you did
1: um the craziest well the funnest for me excuse me is um i did a show called outsiders for a couple of years where i was uh, stunt doubling for uh ryan hurst who uh a lot of people know he played gary bertier and remember the titans and he was also famously uh, opie on son's of anarchy okay. so we did a show called outsiders uh It's about a family that lives on a mountain, um, and uh, they use ATVs to ride around everywhere. So they they're kind of, you know, they're off the grid. So they have this tradition when they uh, they do a figure eight with the uh, ATVs and hit each other with bats, and whoever falls off first uh, loses. So we did that scene, and then the scene ends where I'm going towards him. I go to hit him. He ducks out of the way and puts rebarb in my front tire, and I go flying over the handlebars. that one was uh we prepared quite a bit for Um did a lot of rehearsing and a lot of stuff with the, you know, and it was, it was was one of the funnest things I've ever got to do. So it was a blast. I, I, we did it one time and they said cut and I was like, cool. And let's do it again. They're like, no, we got it. and I wanted to do it. I wanted to do oh, it some more,
2: but <laughs> that actually uh outsiders and Banshee are two of my like top 10 favorite shows of all time. And, I was when I saw you were on both of those. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I gotta talk to
0: <laughs> yeah. this guy." I, he was on Punisher yeah.
1: too. I know. Monster. Yeah, Banshee was cool. Like uh, that was also filmed in Pittsburgh. Uh, that really got me, kind of my start. I had done a couple smaller things, uh, uh, you know, in different projects, but that one was my first like big project. I, you know, on Cinemax, um, besides Batman vs Superman. So that got me, got kind of got rolling. I got to do an episode of Banshee, and uh, that led to me getting. You know, uh, booked for the role on uh, Outsiders too to double uh, to double Ryan Hurst. So, yeah, it's uh, both. Those are two shows that'll always have uh, spots in my heart. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) What'd you do for Batman versus Superman?
1: I actually played a Metropolis cop. Uh, uh, (laughs) Nobody recognized him because I had short hair and no beard and Uh no mustache or anything. But uh, yeah, I was one of the cops that arrested the guy on the wheelchair that climbed up the statue and spray painted it. Uh, I was one of the cops that arrested him and threw him in the cop car and stuff
0: like that oh that's sweet so how long how long was you like how long was the, you in the actual movie uh
1: it's a, a one it's like a one and a half two minute scene um oh. i shot two days uh one at the studio in pontiac and then one on location in Belle isle um but yeah uh it's maybe a two minute scene and it took two. I don't days. even know how many times you could You know, you're not even seeing my face the whole two minutes. I'm just saying that the whole scene t- t- takes about two minutes. Right,
0: but you took two days to tape one two minute scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And where you see me for maybe thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: You always need more film than you think.
0: Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: Holy shit! How many times have you had to redo a stunt until you got it right? Like, what was the wor- like the worst one you couldn't do? When like, uh, like it was Jesus. the hardest.
1: Well, we always do so many takes anyway because we we shoot it from different angles all the time. Thank you. Um, thank you for my wife for bringing me a beer. Um, so we always do mul- multiple takes of, of the stunts uh, for different angles, like fight scenes and things like that because we'll have cameras from different angles, so we got to get all those angles. Um, so there's not really been a stunt where I've, like, missed something and not been able to do it because even if you – it, that take, if I'm doing something and it doesn't necessarily come out right from the other angle, I'm going to make sure that that comes out right. So mm. they, they'll have the, all the different angles, but uh, luckily I've never had something where I, I just kept screwing it up and we had to re you know, do it over again. Um, we just naturally always keep doing it over again. Oh, <laughs> Lots of takes
0: different angles, different points of view, all that shit. Okay. Yep. Damn, dude. That's cool. Dude. First movie star on our podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah you said that. said that earlier and I, I said you're
0: using that term very loosely Shit, dude, you were in the dawn of justice bro i'm talking to <laughs> a fucking celebrity <laughs> dude uh what other shows did you work in
1: uh i've done a bunch of didn't uh i got to do the punisher on netflix uh, actually you can see the poster yeah, behind me yeah. i'm in my living room my living room has all um, the movie posters of different projects that i've been in so um but uh yeah i got to be in punisher so that's kind of cool because uh i got to be in a dc and i got to be in a marvel so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm in both uh universes
0: <laughs> you're, you're a real life um, superhero
1: yeah so uh i've done that i've done a couple episodes of blue bloods uh i've done chicago pd i did a, a showtime show called the shy um done a few others too but yeah uh actually let me look yeah batman superman chicago pd and she, oh, Ray Donovan. Yeah, Ray Donovan. I actually Donovan. had a pretty big part on uh, the, one of the episodes, uh,
2: Ray Donovan. Our buddy loves Ray Donovan. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah. he's watched it probably six times all the way
1: through. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, I was lucky to be a part of it. I got uh, I got booked to do one episode where I was in a boxing gym and I was just in the background basically just hitting the heavy bag while another scene was going on. Um, and then luckily the stunt coordinator liked me and he brought me back for a, an episode later on where I got to uh, have a big fight scene uh, with one of the lead characters. And uh, um, which was the, the, in this championship fight This like undercover bare knuckle fight. And it was the big championship. And uh, I got to have a really great scene with him. John Voight was in the scene, Eddie Marson, uh, these f- legends in the in the film industry. And I got to be in, the in-, in with them, which was really cool. And, uh, so that scene, uh, um, that was a lot of fun though. I, big fight scene.
0: That's sweet, dude. They're like, oh yeah, you're a wrestler, dude. Come fight this guy. You're the new champion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my character's name was Billy Gator. I was a, uh, a fighter, like a street fighter from Louisiana. So but, Billy uh, Gator. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of why I, I kind of, uh, specialize in fight scenes and stuff like that because of my wrestling. That's why I got into it too. Uh, I, am like a brawler there's martial arts fighters and then there's brawlers I'm, I'm definitely more of a brawler but uh that's why i got into the stunt work but you know straight out of the wrestling
0: oh that's cool and, and then wrestling because you were in wwe and on tim or impact that's what's got got you in there uh doing mm. the stunt.
1: yeah because uh well actually uh you know actually who helped me out a lot was zach owen Um, Me and Zach Gowen came up in the business together. We started out the same time. We used to travel together all the time. He's he's like my little brother. I love the guy. But uh, he um, actually, Michigan had a good tax incentive for filming, so a lot of stuff was filming here. And he got hired by this war movie uh, to do a stunt. And what they were doing is they were going to shoot his leg off with a cannon. So it was a great effect. But I, I told him, man, that is so cool. I've, I've always wanted to get into stunt work. I remember when I was a little kid, uh, when I was a kid in high school, I used to like barrel roll over desks and stuff like that and do ridiculous things. And I always said I wanted to be a stunt person. And uh, uh, so it worked out. Zach actually introduced me to the stunt coordinator that helped him out. Uh, I got to get talking with him. He introduced me to another stunt coordinator. He introduced me to another and so forth and just be, uh, began, began networking from there and then, uh, um, started uh, getting booked to do, uh, TV shows and movies. Dude, fucking,
0: that's awesome, dude. Uh, how long were you in the WWE?
1: Well, I was never in WWE, uh, full time. Uh, I would just work, uh, dark matches and then actually did even a SmackDown match for him. Um. Uh, whenever they would be in Michigan, Ohio, Illinois, uh, they would always bring local talent in to come and uh, do tryouts. And then if they needed uh, somebody to fill in for a match, they they would they would pull us to do that. I so seen- I got to wrestle uh, on Heat um, a couple of times. I wrestled on SmackDown and did uh, a couple of dark matches for them.
0: I have seen that you uh you and CK wrestled uh, Jesse and Festus.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. fun. That was live on SmackDown, which is. Yeah amazing for me because uh you know i grew up going to joe lewis arena watching wwf WWE yeah. back in the day you know and so for me to actually be in the ring at wwe uh at joe lewis arena was a it was very surreal it was an awesome experience and yeah ck is a really good friend of mine i i have traveled with him so much and uh to
0: be able to share it with him was even, you know, even cooler to be with my friend in there. Yeah. We, we, uh, uh, shared your, uh, work on the spotlight, some of the stuff you were doing in that match. I remember that match, the, 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 the debut of fucking Jesse and Festus when they were talking yeah. about them. I didn't know that the fucking Jerry, the King Lawler literally was like, these two guys are really, they have really prolific amateur careers. And I was like, dude, the King just said that, Oh uh, <laughs> and JR is fucking badass, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. It was uh and it was cool because you know, obviously the the, the crowd is full of people that come to the independent shows. So right. guys that actually knew who I was, and uh you know, usually those are the really big hardcore fans, and those are usually the ones in the front row at WWE. So I literally there was about 30 or forty people right around the ring who knew was I who I was and started an Eddie chant. And I actually wrestled as Jay Adams uh, on SmackDown, but uh, they were chant- they they were doing an Eddie chant, the Eddie for, Venom. You know, it was Eddie Venom. Yeah, yeah. it was re- it was really surreal. I was
0: like, wow, this is this is pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> Mister McMahon's like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You- they like, don't cheer for that <laughs> guy. That guy. guy. <laughs> it's not his name on this, motherfucker. <laughs> have you have you ever met Vince McMahon?
1: Yeah, yeah. Every time that uh, I worked uh, there, I would always make sure I introduced myself to him and uh, uh, Stephanie, and you know everybody who was there. You know, uh, that's kind of part of wrestling. You, you know, anytime you go and work for a company, you, uh, whether it's an independent or big, big like that, you always introduce yourself to the to the uh, to the people and uh, and make sure they know who you are. Dude, that's sweet. Uh- so, uh, talking about
2: wrestling real quick, in the WWE, I hear a story that you were a druid once.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's another thing that I did. I I was actually a druid a couple times. Uh, I was a druid at Cobo Hall when they did uh, Saturday Night's main event. It was the first time they brought it back in years and years, uh, and it was at Cobo. And I got to be one of the Undertaker's druids. Uh, We we carried uh, a big casket out to the ring. Uh, And then I got to be for WrestleMania when it was here at Ford Field. I got to be uh, one of the druids again. I got to carry a torch out to the ring. You were at WrestleMania,
0: um, dude. You're a fucking yeah. legend, bro. You
1: <laughs> yeah, made <I> was it. <laughs> one of the druids uh, during WrestleMania. And then you know, I'd been I, I'd wrestled for WWE at some shows, you know, in some arenas and stuff like that. Um, so I, I knew about the crowd, but Ford Field, that's a way bigger crowd. Oh, that was yeah. that was eighty-five thousand people or something like that. So when I walked out the stage with the with this uh, uh torch. And just looked out. It, it is an unbelievable sight and an unbelievable feeling to see that um, eighty-five thousand people. It, it's and they're all looking at you. It's, right. it's crazy. It's a, just one of the
0: coolest experiences I've ever had. You ever met the taker?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time I, you know, did the uh, druids for him, he would always come and talk to us and tell tell us what he wanted and, uh, and stuff like that. Um, one of my fondest memories is one backstage at one of the WWE shows. Um, Mick Foley and Undertaker, we were we were all backstage, right, right by Gorilla Position, where they go into uh, into uh, out to the stadium, and we're all just hanging out, sitting there and uh, watching the monitor, and Undertaker and Mankind, McFoley started talking and just telling stories uh, back and forth about times that they wrestled and uh, like the Boiler Room match that they did. They was telling they were telling us all about that, and uh, it was just. It's so amazing to sit there and listen to those two legends tell stories, and, uh, and just like me and my friends tell stories, you know, like like you felt like you were there. It was amazing.
0: Did they did they talk about the Hell in a Cell match?
1: Not right then. They were talking mostly about that Boiler Room match because I think they they actually did. Uh, it was he, he was in Puerto Rico, or they were going to Puerto Rico right afterward, and uh, because Taker was talking about how he got a cut in his arm ended up getting infected and getting staph infection and he had to go to a puerto rico hospital to get a drain and stuff like that so that that was uh <laughs> just hearing these stories was insane but yeah it's, it's it's a blast to be able to just sit there and listen
0: dude i listened to the undertaker on joe rogan's podcast like i haven't seven seen times. i haven't seen it yet I listened yeah it i haven't this. heard that one yet either oh my god dude he finally breaks character he's fucking. Him he's Hollywood. mark when he's on there dude he's just mark he's fucking dude he's so cool but
1: well, I'll tell you what, those uh, when he did the Stone Cold session or the broken skull thing with him uh, on WWE Network, that was those are amazing conversations, man. To hear uh, to hear all the stories and to hit to hear him as him for once, mm-hmm. you know, it was it's I mean, he's my well, all time favorite. I so feel I, like I love hot
2: ones broke him open, he was on hot ones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was. It was. It was like three or four days before he officially retired, and he broke open the 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 eggshell just a little bit on that.
0: Yeah, so. yep, yeah, dude. I I think it's fucking because he was talking about he never broke character for fucking thirty years. Yeah. And oh my god, he the on, like, stuff he, yeah, was he, saying, he, he was on. He a lived the gimmick.
2: He was on Ricky Lake being the Undertaker. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Dude, that,
0: that's crazy. I, I think he's the, the most legendary. But He was my all time favorite. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I always, especially the fucking Brothers of Destruction, bro. Him and Kane, dude. Those guys were nasty. Kane yeah. with the mask. Kane with the mask. Yeah, I like yes. him with the
1: mask,
2: though. Yep. He's way way scarier with the mask. Yeah. yeah.
1: That first the the first mask though the red and black one. Yeah, that's the yeah. one
0: I The like red and that. black one they're with the vicious. hair on it. Dude. Barely any yeah.
2: mouthpiece at all.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. I, I, yeah, dude. That, I agree. You're a fucking legend, dude. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> jealous. I'm so uh, jealous. I want to be a druid so bad, but Undertaker retired. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a new one, dude, Mister McMahon. He said Mr. McMahon uh, told him he needed somebody big, tall, gumpy like you. Just don't talk. <laughs> be, the, be the undertaker. You? No, him. Told the undertaker yeah. that. Mark. Oh, okay. Before he became <laughs> yep, the he undertaker. He said he was sitting in the fucking thing. He was just sitting in the, the waiting room for eight months. He would go there and beg to get picked. And somebody walked in and was like, why ain't he fucking wrestling, bro? Put him out. Let's, let's wrestle him.
1: Yeah, that's the, uh, you always hear stories about guys, how they got their gimmicks, you know, and, and it's in, in that office with Vince McMahon and he gives them the gimmicks, man. And it's pretty funny because uh, there was always a story, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, Bret Hart and Terry Taylor were uh, going to be getting, you know, getting hired and getting their gimmicks, find out what they're going to do. And he had two gimmicks. One was the hitman. And one was the Red Rooster, and Brett got the Hitman, and Terry T- Taylor got the Red Rooster. And Terry's like, "Why can't I be the Hitman?" And he's like, "Nope, sorry." Jesus.
3: That
2: was, I would I would hate being that gimmick that nobody, you know, you know it's not gonna work, Vince. Come on. No, it was a,
0: it was the Easter egg episode. No, I it mean, was the Easter egg, and they were like, "Oh my God, no, they're gonna call me Eggman or something like that." Yeah, he was sitting. Oh, there, well, he's
1: yeah, because that's the thing, uh, they, I, you know, I, I remember in the Paul Bearer's uh, uh, documentary that just came out, they were saying how Vince would always ask you if you had any, like, uh, special talents or anything like that, and you had to be careful because if you, it was something embarrassing, you didn't want to say it yep. because then he would probably make that your gimmick. Yeah,
0: Mark, or the Undertaker. <laughs> Mark, Mark uh, you know this guy? I man? know him by name, you know. <laughs> just He likes to be called Mark, you know. But, okay, Uh <laughs> He said. He said that he when uh, Miss McMahon asked him that, he said he likes to sing in the shower, and he was like, "No, I'm going to be singing the shower man." <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> got, got lucky. I think,
2: I think Carlito had to sing in a in a mock shower one time, if I remember. Carlito, probably. yeah. I like. Uh, I got.
1: To, I got to wrestle Carlito. Oh, I wrestled did him you? for for XICW. Yeah, right before I retired, it was like one of my last matches.
0: That's sweet. Did you beat him?
1: uh i don't remember i don't think i i don't remember i you don't remember
2: one, one guy <laughs> I, I always bring up he's not any of my favorites but he's just one that i remember from my childhood that's just sticks in my mind and that's valvenus valvenus uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah dude
0: hello hello ladies,
1: ladies. yep <laughs> uh, that was funny. It's so funny how things that were on back then, like they could never get away with. Oh never. fuck no, dude! dude. <laughs> it's so funny the things. Because I remember that those vignettes with Val Venus were—they're were were, pretty risqué, were, man. Were, were, I mean, yeah. they were. I mean, they basically had you know some woman's head in his lap most of the time and stuff right. like that. It's like they could never get away with. The that. Godfather would never exist today.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The ho. Yeah, they, train. there would never yeah. be a ho
0: train. You know, you know who I like. uh Apa the guy that goes, damn, yeah, uh, Ron Simmons, Ron Simmons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn, he just comes out in the middle of a show, bro. Something stupid's happening. He's like, damn.
1: <laughs> that I know. I like, that. I get, how how great is that to get a gimmick just by just with one word? Just man? say and, a and word and just... leave, dude. You don't even yeah. gotta fight That's nobody. <laughs> he gets he gets flown in to WrestleMania to just say damn. That's yeah. it.
0: <laughs> that's uh, <it. laughs> probably he got a good paycheck fucking nice he gets to show his face on national television yeah. on the biggest fucking wrestling you know show of yeah, the I year you know, know. Just, damn i'm out peace <laughs> out i'm going home <laughs> I
1: Love it. Damn, damn cut i'm done
0: <laughs> so how how long have you been a stuntman
1: uh well i started uh about well i started about seven years ago uh when i started to transition from wrestling but i was still wrestling at the same time um but then when i uh, about five years ago is when we started doing uh, when i got booked for banshee and then started with outsiders and i retired from the wrestling and uh once the stunt work picked up so um doing it you know somewhere between five and seven years dude that's fucking sweet bro i also saw you were on
2: man versus food
1: yeah, yeah, we did it uh, back in the day. We did a, a episode of man versus food. They were in Southgate uh, at Malley's Bar um, and they were famous for making the, the Guinness Book of Records uh, biggest hamburger in the world. Yeah. So they made a 180 pound uh, 180 190 pound burger um, with bun and everything. Uh, and obviously, you know, man versus food, he would always do these food challenges usually by himself, but obviously there's no way that he would be able to eat all that himself. Right. (laughs) So what they did is brought in like 40 of us, uh, different groups of people. Like there was, uh, some Detroit Derby girls, there was a kiss cover band. Uh, there was some Detroit (laughs) firefighters and a policeman, and then they had some pro wrestlers and I was one of the wrestlers myself, uh, Mavado, gutter, uh, big Chuck, a few others. We, we got to be. On the show eating. And I was, I'm always, you know, my wrestling, I was like bigger than life, always very boisterous and making myself known. So, uh, I was luckily I was placed right behind him on the camera, so I got a lot of camera time. They like, we did a bunch of uh, silly gimmicks uh, while we were eating and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. The episode came out pretty funny. I I enjoyed it.
0: They like they got those wrestlers in there because they knew y'all motherfuckers are hungry. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, pretty hey, bro, much. Let's go, bro. we got to get some fucking wrestlers in here. <laughs> I've always I've
2: uh, I was thought that would be an awesome you know career. You know, traveling around eating food. Not only are you eating, eating food for (laughs) a living, but you're also promoting these local small businesses that have these things, you know, that's, that's like my dream. Be like maybe action, action Bronson type fucking life, you know,
1: but he did it too much. And then he ended up having to stop. He couldn't, uh, he had health problems because of all the foods that he was eating. So he had to stop doing it. Uh, and well, now he dude. Does some other some kind of, of show. Shit,
0: <laughs> some of that shit he was eating was called like car wreck and shit. Like,
1: like <laughs> yeah. oh, massive amounts of food is never like good for you. Like the gut
0: bomber and shit, dude. You don't want to eat that every day. Yeah, like
1: even not even just the amounts, but like when you would have to do the hot stuff. can't I, I man, that hot stuff gets so ridiculous. I love
2: spicy. Uh, spicy is my favorite.
1: Uh, man, I did a so for a cha- i do a lot of charity work for. Uh, uh, United Cerebral Palsy of Detroit, and uh, we do a big annual hockey game against the Detroit Red Wing alumni. Um, it was a big fundraiser every year. And last year we did a special thing. We did a, I did a live version of Hot Ones um, with Darren McCarty as my guest, oh, yeah. and uh, at a restaurant in Hazel Park called Frame. And uh, all the all the proceeds went to the charity. And uh, so we did a live interview uh, where I would uh, for about an hour. And we did the hot ones, and we kept doing hotter and hotter wings. And I'm not a hot wing guy. I'm not a hot spice guy at all. And uh, it was pretty interesting, man. Some of those got got to be pretty ridiculous, and both of us were were hurt.
2: I hope that one day I'm on a show like that. (laughs) you know you ever bring it back bring me on i i know we can figure out something to talk about (laughs) yeah i know because i can't eat that i though i want that that's my like when when i want food i want like either noodles or spicy noodles spicy seafood something like that (laughs) like thai food i love thai
0: food yeah that's fucking what
1: nope how do you know darren mccarty uh actually i've known darren for about 20 years uh I used to bounce for his band back in the day when he was still playing uh, for his band grinder. Um, and then we kind of lost touch for a while. And then uh, a few years ago, uh, well, when I started doing this uh, annual hockey game against the Red Wing alumni, um, uh, we started hanging out again and uh, he introduced me to the other alumni guys. And they were, it's so funny. Cause they were fascinated by my job, by the stunt work and uh, you know, kept coming, you know, wanting to ask me questions and stuff. I'm like, and these are guys that I
0: grew up watching on the,
1: on the Red Wings, you know, right. like well, <laughs> it was insane. Cups, so,
0: dude, what do you, why are you asking me questions? <laughs> yeah.
1: So I started becoming friends with these guys and, uh, they started inviting me out as a special guest for like a lot of their charity golf outings and, uh, and hockey games and stuff like that. So I've been, uh, doing that, but yeah, me and Darren started hanging out again. Um, he turns out he lives like a couple miles from me. And so, uh, yeah, we hang out. I would help him out with his podcast that he has, a uh, grind time podcast. Grind time podcast. Check yep. that out if you can. Um, so uh, and yeah, we just started basically all summer long because you know with uh, quarantine, uh, me and my wife weren't going anywhere. You know, we were hanging out at home, right. and so Darren would just come over and we just hang out in my backyard all summer long, just hanging out. So he was, uh, uh, it's it's pretty. He's a good dude. I like I said, I've known him for years, and uh, now that we got back together and uh after years of being apart it's uh uh now we're just big goofy goofy dudes that my wife can't stand when we get together too yeah. much you know, that's, <laughs> that's me and
2: t right <laughs> <laughs> I, nope. I actually found out that uh where we met darren is you were there we just had no idea it was you you know uh, oh yeah it was at the monroe rhinos wrestling event that he had. oh yeah, yeah. yeah at
1: uh, the boatyard yep, yep. Yeah. yeah i went down there with them uh yeah because uh, when they start running shows again i think darren's going to be a little bit more involved in it uh that's darren's, always, darren's always been a wrestling fan and uh uh he's he's done a couple of smaller shows with us uh here and there so i i think he's excited to to get back in the ring
2: that was a that was a good time a good fun watch even yeah. even watching the crowd that that's my favorite part more than even watching the wrestlers is watching the crowd and and people like you and Darren, you guys were over there like little kids,
1: <laughs> and, you know, yeah, just like everybody else, yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> throw him in the water
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta get involved, yeah, yeah and, uh, I- that's the thing about Darren Darren is everything in his life he's passionate about oh, <laughs> like yeah. he's passionate about it, and he loves it, and uh he he's doing like he's doing like two different wrestling podcasts right now. I mean, he's, he's super into it and, uh, and loving it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to watch him. And uh, I, I egg him on just as much.
0: <laughs> right, Fuck it. Yeah, that's cool. My dad actually is the one that brought up those charity events that uh, Red, Red Rings and you guys do. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He was like, for some reason, I feel like, I feel like uh, <laughs> Darren McCarty, cause he was on the podcast. He's like, I feel like Darren McCarty, uh, uh, played hockey with your fucking uncle Brian <laughs> for the oh. charity thing, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, the Red Wing oh. alumni. Uh, I've gotten to skate with them. It's uh, a couple times, and they uh, they do charity events all over uh, Lower Michigan. Um, different charities will have the uh, you know big games to raise money for whatever charity it might be, and uh, so yeah, those events are those events are fun.
0: Dude, that's sweet. That's fucking cool. Do you play hockey? Yeah. 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 I've been playing. Can you beat up Darren McCarty? (laughs) Pardon? Can you beat up Darren McCarty on the ice? No, not on the ice. (laughs) We we always, we
1: always, we have an understanding. I always tell him I won't mess with him when he's on skates. He won't mess with me when I'm, when we're on uh, regular shoes. That's a good
2: understanding. That's a good agreement. I'd say (laughs) That's a very
0: good agreement.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we have fun though. We've, I've played against him a couple of times and, uh, uh, you know it's always fun I mean, you always forget like you always say because I, you know you know somebody for a while and you always forget oh yeah that guy used to play
0: professionally and oh. he can smoke me on the ice yeah. right now <laughs> that dude knows the Russian 5 for real
1: <laughs> yeah like even the older guys like Mickey Redman plays with us a lot and you know He's almost eighty, and he's still like you. You get near him on the ice, and you can tell the skill level, and the fact that he could probably kick
0: my ass right now. (laughs) Dude, those guys
2: have been playing hockey since they before they could walk, probably. Oh
0: yeah. Dude, the thing you said, though, you said he bounced for Darren McCarty's band. What does that dude do? I see what he did to Claude Lemieux, dude. (laughs) Like, what does he need a bouncer for? Darren McCarty will deck anyone that comes near him. I was (laughs) basically just so that people would leave him alone so he could walk to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me put my skates on. I'm about to fuck you up, dude. Hey, bud, you want to go hold it for him or what?
2: Yeah. Come on. Yeah.
0: He pulls the fucking jersey over their head and just starts fucking uppercutting them, dude. <laughs> I so, think
2: so. You got Jay in, the, Jay in the background going, classic, classic.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I probably would have... If he were to do... Yeah, I'd probably have the, be holding the guy upside down by his ankles. just the, the best of them, so. <laughs>
0: that's fucking hilarious so so you like well you, clearly you like doing the action movies you you're fucking action-packed dude <laughs> so that that's like your genre that you like looking or watching and stuff do you watch the shows that you're on yeah
1: like uh but i usually only uh, watch the episodes i'm on <laughs> except for like ray donovan that was a good show i like that but like uh blue bloods I, i've only watched a couple episodes that i'm in and, <laughs> i like uh, chicago like pd
0: that. I'm down with that oh yeah lot. yeah
1: I, I yeah i did a, uh, i did at least one episode of that um that was a lot of fun uh we did a big group scene where a big group riot so it was a bunch of a stunt guys together a stunt stunt as stunt girls and uh just it's fun when you have a big group like that uh in, involved in a scene because we're we're just having a blast out there just fighting each other and throwing each other around and we're just trying not to laugh for the camera because we're having so much fun
2: I think that would be the hardest part, is keeping the serious face because you're having fun like that, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. especially for me because I'm always like, if I'm having fun, I'm always grinning. You know? yeah. Most of the time, I'm playing a bad guy, so I can't be doing that.
0: <laughs> like, oh, my God, I can't wait to fall off this car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they say cut, and he's
2: like, hee <laughs> <laughs> hee Gets Look, all the giggles out right now. Okay, right. ready, to go. Serious yep. face. Like, just like, what, what's that guy he wrestled's name? Feastus? Festus. Festus. Just Festus, like Festus yeah. when the bell rings, you know? <laughs> yeah. Total, total
0: change. Dude, that was honestly jesse and festus were were cool why they lasted like because it was funny the bell rang i remember a couple times jesse would get jumped and the bell didn't ring and the motherfucker just be sitting there in the ring just looking stupid then they yeah jesse gets over (laughs) to the bell and rings the bell and he kills everybody jumping jesse (laughs) i miss
2: miss that i don't i don't remember those guys it
1: was. Uh, it's a fun gimmick, but it's it's like one of those gimmicks that can only last for a certain amount of yeah. time because you can only take it so far. But yeah, those are some of those gimmicks are are so much fun, and that was one because he played it off so good too. Dude, I mean, yeah. uh, that's, uh, that's actually, he's Luke Gallows. He's, yep. uh, he's, oh, Luke Gallows. Yeah. That's what he yeah, does. That's to who Festus is. is. And, uh, yep. so he, he played it off so good. And we, he had the way he had his hair and being, you know, partially bald and stuff. It just worked perfect. He, he played
0: it great. Oh, so that was, he, he shaved it like that? No, no, it's oh, just, that's how, he,
1: but he left it make so, it so it. that it was right. like partially bald, you know, just, yep. just to Fuck. make the, just to keep the look like now he's got it completely shaved off, but, uh, uh, yeah, just to kind of make the whole look come he's together. Still,
0: he's know. still on the WWE, ain't he? No,
1: he's with uh, TNA now. Oh, him man. and uh, they're the, called the Good Brothers. I think it's uh, him and I forget who else. But uh, uh, yeah, they're actually they they're with TNA, but they also have their own like pay per view that they do. Uh, they have a podcast uh, and they did a pay per view uh I, unfortunately i don't watch too much wrestling anymore so i don't know but but actually darren was telling me all about it <laughs> yeah Darren's
0: like, see what they're doing out there man it's fucking seriously, great seriously oh, he was
1: he's like he was telling me all, like, on the way down to monroe actually he was telling me all about those
0: guys he's probably like i wonder if they smoke weed <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> some cool guys you know <laughs> he come on the podcast he was fucking he was great dude he just talked for two hours i just sat oh, there God. and listened dude i loved it he made yeah, my that's, job so that's easy him.
1: especially with like i said he's passionate about you know if he's gonna do something he's gonna do it all the way and uh yeah you could. you could just listen to him you could just let him go and he give him a subject boom he'll go yeah. and it's kind of like kevin smith i don't know if you ever heard kevin smith uh, his q and a's there's only like two questions asked because he talks, He you know, he explains so much with the answer. He can right. talk forever.
0: So. Right. Uh, yeah, dude, he was, uh, he, he gave me some good insight on CBN for my, I have, oh, night, yeah. I have night terrors from a little bit of PTSD. I got man. And and I've been looking into it, and he's fucking totally right. He just pulled that shit out of the air, and it was like, "Hey, CBN, dude, it, what do you say? It Lays the bear down and puts the bear to sleep."
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes one, one, yeah, one lays the bear down, and two, two drops leaves the air and puts it to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude, that, you knew it perfectly yeah. too. Yeah, he because he brought him. yeah he brought me some uh, he brought me some uh, a couple weeks ago actually yeah he said you take one. Just to kind of relax you know and, yeah. and then two he's like you'll be out yeah one to wind <laughs> down two to fucking go to sleep that's so funny you said that because i could hear him saying it.
0: <laughs> i thought it was the funniest thing i i just i was like how did he fucking know because i'm 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 very uh against taking medication i hate the farm pharma, the pharmaceuticals just don't sit right with me Yeah, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking sleep meds right now. Like a low, the lowest dose I, I can do what they give old ladies. And I was like, and I was telling him about the same shit. And he was like, dude, CBN, bro. CBN. Yeah. I've been looking it up and shit like that. I'm just, I just got to go get it now. So, but it, yeah, it's I, proven the I work.
1: What, that, that guy is like the person to talk to. He is so smart when it comes to all of that, all of that, the CBD, the CBN, the THC. He knows Way more than I've ever, <laughs> I've well, ever known.
0: He, he's a genius when it comes. to Well, like to that you stuff. said, he's fucking passionate about it. If he's fucking, yeah. if he, if he's talking about it, he's passionate about it. And, and, yep. You know, so that, that's a good thing because he has a lot of knowledge and he's a badass. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. He's he's taught me, and like I said, when he, all summer we'd be hanging out in the backyard, and he'd be teaching me all about the different, uh, uh, all the different variations of, uh, of the stuff and and what works for what and what doesn't. So yeah,
0: he's, he knows his stuff. It's weird how extensive uh, plant medicine can go, and like they 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 just haven't let us fuck with it, you know, like because they're saying shrooms are uh, helping PTSD and oh yeah, microdosing shrooms is helping uh, fucking uh, patients that that ha- that go to therapists every day, and then now they don't gotta go to the therapist, and they're leading fine lives, actually going to work and everything on a fucking drug.
1: Well, well, that's it's, why it's, recently, like Oregon and, and Oregon and uh, other places, have decriminalized mushrooms because uh, the psilocybin, uh, yep. psilocybin, yep, so, yep. That's uh, they're learning more about it because because it was a scheduled C, schedule C or whatever it was for so long. They 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 really didn't uh, research it like they had the opportunity to. So right. now that they're actually researching it more, they're finding the medical. Uh, 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 capabilities
0: of, of of not only the mushrooms not only the
1: uh, uh marijuana but all, all sorts of different they're uh, putting,
0: plants they're yeah. because they're decriminalized and shit the government is like the schools that are funded by government the con, the colleges and shit they're actually allowed to have classes especially for like uh C, like uh, thc classes like uh, in Denver, they have classes where they just grow a fucking autoflower, and it, they it, they're supposed to grow one bud, and they test it, and they're testing like forty percent THC and shit like that. Like they're so they're they're doing a lot of fucking research on it, and they have classes about it. And I heard, I just heard, I, I didn't really do more, no extensive research, but I heard I heard they were opening a class in fucking Denver for it. That's huh. they were opening. Uh, one of those colleges out there—they're open up for psilocybin too. I
2: think you should be able to study whatever you need to study just to know, you know. Like you, like you just said, they're finding these things out about all sorts of different plants. Plants—they've—they've they've told us for years are weeds are actually medicine.
0: Right. Like dandelions are good for you. Like
2: most of the weeds, air quotes, weeds—they say—are medicine
1: well i mean cbd oil has changed everything for me uh actually darren has his own uh brand of roll-on cbd and uh that stuff is amazing and it's got uh it's got thc in it and so people freak out oh it's gonna get you high no it doesn't get you high the thc just makes the cbd penetrate your skin faster and i have obviously have back problems because i broke my back and uh, that stuff i can roll that on and it's i mean it it gives you relief within 30 seconds. It's, it's amazing how, how how good it works. I've never tried anything like that. Yeah. There's different kinds. Uh, there's CBD topical stuff that just by itself. And then there's CBD, uh, topicals that have the THC in it. And it's another one of Darren's sayings, he's saying, uh, the CBD is like, you're on the guest list, uh, but you see, but you still got to wait. You're still at the door. The THC means you can cl- come right into the club right away <laughs> because the THC is what makes the C- it makes the CBD penetrate the skin faster, okay. and uh, so it, it works faster. But yeah, that's another one of Darren's saying He's like, CBD, you're on the guest list, you're gonna get in, but you gotta wait. But the THC, you can walk right in the club.
0: Yeah, you're on the <laughs> VIP list. You can walk yeah. right in, get the room. That's fucking hilarious. That, I guess, dude. I- I mean, if he's saying it, I believe him, bro, because everything he said <laughs> to me was right, you know? Yeah. He came in, He
2: came here, and there, he was so knowledgeable, it blew my mind. And then I thought afterwards, like, why wouldn't he be? You know, if he, yeah. he put himself at that pro level where he was, why wouldn't he do that in at whatever else he's passionate Dude, at?
0: I asked him, yeah. I said, why did you want to be an NHL player? He said, because they told me I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. No, I was like, that's it, dude. Like, I thought you were going to have an elaborate story. You've been talking so much. And I told uh, you that's why. The thing.
1: That's the best way to get him motivated, man, is to tell him he can't do something. Yeah. <laughs> he will do it right then
0: dude that was crazy to me And and my, my one of my good friends actually lives by that right now he's like that was the smartest thing ever and he tells his yeah. uh, he tells his little brother that all the time because he's in team sports right now he and he, he's like dude when they say you can't do it that's when you fucking that's <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: he's just trying to get him hyped up you know you know but yeah absolutely that's sweet man that's Dude, that's a that's a great life. You have a great friend. You have you have a great. I, life you know, I'm
1: too. I'm a lucky dude, man. I definitely am. I I uh, I'm very picky about my my friends and who I, who I hang out with and actually be around. And uh, I, I I've gotten lucky with the ones that I picked. Well,
0: because so. you're a movie star, dude. You got you got to be careful, you know. <laughs> They might see you fall off a <laughs> car and be like, oh, my God, I seen you get fucking punched in the face by that one
1: guy. <laughs> uh, that's only happened a couple times where I've, uh, somebody's at recognized me. Oh, really? I seen someone recognize you at the wrestling event, bro. Well, yeah, but that's because I was at a wrestling event yeah. and I used to be a wrestler. So that makes sense. But I mean, out in just like normal uh, regular, you know, everyday things. I've all, it's only happened a couple of times, it, it, but it's been funny, funny when it did it, actually my banker, actually, uh, I was a commercial that I was in. Um, but I was at my bank and, uh, there was all these two ladies that would always, uh, uh wait on me. And I, I knew that kind of knew them. And she goes, uh, so, you know, she was wanting me to ask you, Weren't you just in a commercial for a lottery? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I knew that was you. I told, I, I told everybody here
0: that was you. I was like,
1: that was pretty funny. My banker recognized me off of it. You were on a Five Hour
0: Energy one too.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was one of the first things I ever did in the business. Uh, it, Doesn't in, even you know, look like Outside you. wrestling. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's weird. Uh, but yeah, that was like one of the first things I uh, like my. It was my first national spot, for sure, besides, you know, outside of wrestling.
0: Would you say? Uh, what Would you and say? Five-hour energy,
1: get yeah. jacked. No, he, he was just yeah, I normal said, uh, When I, like, they asked the question, is like, when do you, when do you, five-hour energy, five-hour five energy? I said, when I'm on overtime or something. I was, I uh, had, like, a, I was, he I was a like welder. A I, like, principal. flipped up my thing, and I'm like, when I'm on overtime. <laughs> and then I said something at the end, I was like, uh, every. What was it every day is a five hour energy day yeah, or something, something like, like that, that. i don't remember yeah. <laughs> but i started it and ended it which was kind of we're kind of cool i That's thought a... i
2: thought you looked like a high school principal
1: <laughs> yeah shop teacher
0: yeah <laughs> 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 <In> overtime <laughs> dude. Had the welding thing on yeah like, overtime bro you you get off the whole summer bro <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> The fuck yeah, out like, of your principal, fucking dean! Get the fuck. What the fuck? I saw that today, and
2: I was like, "Holy shit!" I've seen this actual commercial on TV. Yeah, yeah. that was
1: that was national. I mean, that got shown, and it was funny because it would it would uh, it would be on ESPN all the time. So, like anybody that watched Sports Center, it would play like three times during Sports Center. I would get I would get texted like in the middle of the night for my buddy's like over in uh somebody over in california and they're like dude did i just see you at a five hour energy commercial
0: <laughs> yes yes you did <laughs> i'm still up right now from drinking it
1: <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah i can't i still haven't, I haven't slept in four days
0: <laughs> yeah i've been drinking this so fucking much dude welcome to t-reps life did you get paid bro you got paid. yeah money. yeah no they, yeah any
1: commercials and stuff like that It all it pays pretty good it wasn't uh It wasn't as good as it could. There's different things. There's a union commercial and a non-union commercial. Back then, I wasn't in the union yet, so I was doing non-union commercials. And those ones you don't get uh, residuals for. uh, But on union ones, every national commercial you do, every quarter, however many times it ran, you get paid for Um, I was hoping that this was one of those, but it was. But I was very young in the business, and I didn't know any better, and, and it wasn't. So I got paid good for the day of, but I, I didn't get residuals, unfortunately, because that could have been a huge payday. That's
0: that's good to know. Yeah, but I mean, nobody's gonna want me for a fucking commercial. I look like a felon. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's a, that's everything that I'm. Almost everything that I book uh, on television, I'm usually, drugs. I'm usually like a prisoner uh a biker you know stuff like that yep, so
0: it's I mean, perfect for you yeah. holy shit <laughs> yeah. Be on a commercial. Don't do drugs. You see what it did to me. Look at this guy. <laughs> you, see, you see what happens when it you took do him, drugs. It took
2: him eating a back of a van to straighten him out.
0: <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to die?
2: <laughs> you don't
0: want to die to realize.
1: You just look into <laughs> the camera, deep into the camera, yeah. and say that.
0: <laughs> do you? Do you? Wanna they have die? to pull
1: it because little kids are are crying all over the country.
3: <laughs> <right off> the- <laughs>
0: i don't get no residuals i got a case (laughs) i gotta go to court for it (laughs) (laughs) Fucking terrorizing america (laughs) do do you want to (laughs) die
1: yeah probably don't don't start with that that's probably the first part right there
0: (laughs) do you want to die well don't do this Dude, how did you even get into a fucking five-hour energy if you were brand new in the business? Uh,
1: well, that was uh, when you're getting an agent, what you do is uh, you send the agent your uh, a headshot uh, so that they can see what you look like and a resume. And, uh, and then they decide whether they want to represent you or not. And uh, I just got lucky. I had kind of a certain look. So uh, I sent my stuff to an agent here in Detroit. There's only two agents here in Detroit that are affiliated with like, they get like national kind of work. And uh, so I I sent my stuff to one and I got a call a few weeks later. They said, yeah, we, we have an audition for you. I'm like, okay, cool. So uh, I did an audition for a movie that was here. I I didn't get the part, but then they kept sending me to more auditions. And uh, I, this was just one of the regular auditions. And uh, I'm, I always tell people that I don't, I don't necessarily get booked on my audition, uh, but I'm very personable. I talk to the people, I try to make conversations so that can, you know, and if they, you know, just to show them that I'm easygoing and I'm easy to work with. And that, that's what usually I think gets me booked. Uh, I always say I book my, my stuff, not from the audition, but from the extra talking to, talking to people,
0: schmoozing basically, you know, (laughs) from being a good person, just being personable. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know,
1: I mean, I, I'm a personable person. Personable. I like people. So, you know, if
0: I'm, if I, even if I'm in an audition, I'm still going to be the same. So, you better watch out, world. I'm about to be a fucking actor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the guy in the background snorting rails off the table. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> come on, act like
0: you don't see it in a movie. I, <laughs> I could see you playing that guy, hey, I guess. Come here, man.
2: <laughs> or, or you'd be working on a car. You'd be some
0: grease monkey. Yeah, working on a car or something. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you know, uh, you'd be a, a prisoner. Prison. Yeah, prisoner. that's a
1: that's what I do a lot of. I've done a, I've done at least like three different prisoners. You know, where I played a prisoner. So, oh. yeah, I get that a lot. Uh, Damn, it sound- pays to have face tattoos.
0: See what I said, Dad?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was gonna work. You could be a mumble rapper. You could play a mumble rapper.
1: You know. Oh yeah, I could.
0: Yeah. Detention desk, that's cool. Yeah, you play could play detention one of those
1: desk. Yeah. <laughs> Actually your your voice, man, you could do you could probably do a ton of voiceover work. What? you gotta you got a distinct low voice Fair. I keep trying yeah, to tell him. That. That's cool. I I don't know how to
0: do I don't know.
2: He he just doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> I, I do <laughs> I
0: do, I just don't know how to get out there. I'm gonna give me a fucking agent. <laughs> I don't just, know either,
1: I, I, but they, uh, I, yeah, I know there's a, there's, I've got, I have friends that are in voiceover work and that's a, they, they do a lot of it and uh, they're just, especially with the voiceover work because you don't have to be on camera. You can set up your own studio at home and do all your voiceover work. Or in your I got a buddy that, house. I got a buddy that does a lot of stuff on uh comedy central, a lot of the voiceover stuff for the commercials and stuff. And uh, he's got a whole separate house, where he just has it as a recording studio and that's where he does all of his stuff and uh dude makes bank man that's for sure.
0: Do you have unwanted hair down there? <laughs> <laughs> well, take some Nair, <coughs> rub it on there, lather it up.
1: I guess I could so see you as like a cartoon character though, like with that like a that with that deep voice. Well, what's
2: what's funny is that's actually when when Brain Jerk was developed the whole reason we got together was to make a cartoon
1: oh really um, so
2: at that time we're like can you draw no can you draw no well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do yeah. we had the whole idea it was all just saying
1: you wanted to make a cartoon but neither you want neither one could draw yeah, <laughs> what, no. what, what so,
2: were you expecting we got this cartoon written out we Now it's like that's like like, I want to open up a restaurant, but neither of us can cook. Right? Yeah, (laughs) that's it, dude. But it's like, uh, what can we do in order to, to you know, get us to that point? And and, you're like, podcasting, okay, let's do that. (laughs) That,
1: What, that like podcasting is going to teach you how to draw? No, (laughs) (laughs) podcasting will will buy us time to be, you know. So podcasting will allow you the money to hire somebody that can draw.
0: Correct. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully we find an artist on here. (laughs) Anybody
2: wants to help us out, you know. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah. You never know what doors open up every day, you know. Yeah, because we even yeah, got that's we, true, man.
0: I have a whole entire illustration of the whole. We know cast. what the characters
2: look like
1: and everything yep. in our. I own just minds. can't
0: draw a single one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Understandable,
1: yeah, yeah. You just gotta fight. You just gotta become friends with somebody that can draw. Yeah.
0: Well, I got a tattoo artist, and there you go. He's, he's way busy right now. Yeah, we got it. He's, he just opened a couple businesses and shit, got pulled to LLCs and shit. I was like, all right, dude, I guess, yeah. uh, I, guess I hit you all up right. when you're not have, so busy. Have fun, have fun adulting. Yeah. <laughs> have fun being fucking a good man. It's okay. You want to dick around with the boys and make cartoons, then fucking hit me up.
1: <laughs> no, you want to be all responsible and yeah, shit. Yeah, Take care of your three kids and shit.
0: How fucking lame, dude
1: we got we we got
2: cooking shows in the work too that you said everybody we know knows how to cook a little bit yeah. you brought that up we're, those aren't going to be live or anything we're going to edit those videos we got we got guests and i mean judges and everything yeah
0: so, so we got we got belts and everything and and we just got word from our venue. championship tag team belts yep that's awesome Tag team. It's, what does it say family cooking competition it says
2: family cook off or something like that yeah yep.
0: and oh, that's uh, sweet and
2: uh shoot i, I want to be a judge dude you shit bro bet if there's an opening i'll let you know we'll be yeah, we'll I, be I filming shit, the first the first sunday of uh of march is our first competition as long as covid doesn't stop it
3: yep. right
0: yep, that's pretty cool our venue just called us and said they're opening up there nice. so so we're going to go there and hopefully we can get our uh, championship going again. I want those. I'm fucking so pissed belts.
2: off. Yeah, we we fucking put our money into those belts and we lost them the first time. Uh, <laughs> it
0: was and then bullshit. COVID shut down the second fucking competition because every 90 days it's a cook off. COVID shut that motherfucker down, so they just got the belts sitting there getting dusty. Me, I wear those belts <laughs> out,
2: out in public. We win these belts. We're pro- we're shooting promos with them. We're fucking straight <laughs> absolutely out of should.
0: Do you wrestling. think you can cook? What? What? <laughs> do, you f- do you fucking see the gold on my shoulder? <laughs> get the
1: fuck out of the here. The
0: rock says. Yeah, get the fuck <laughs> out of the kitchen. My fantasy
1: football team, we have a championship belt as well. I, I, uh, My team sucked this year, so I don't have it. Though.
2: I'm usually not good at football. All my football teams suck. I'm I'm a good at baseball, though.
1: Who was your quarterback? Uh, I had... Who did I have? I had... Uh, well, I had Drew Brees, and then he went down for a few games. <clears throat> Who did I have to replace him? I forget. I don't remember. That was weeks ago, man. I can't remember weeks right. ago. Are you kidding me? It's a Super Bowl. <laughs> I've been hitting head a the lot playoffs? over the years, man. <laughs> you know, He said he
0: sucked this year. Oh, you didn't make the playoffs? Nothing?
2: Uh, but what's funny is actually the last time I did play fantasy football, my team won, and we had an ornament, a championship Christmas tree ornament. <laughs>
0: oh, that's kind of cool. That
2: hangs on my tree every year.
0: He's nice. proud of that too. He, he's like, he points and at it every time I come over. Yeah. <laughs> it's always in the front of the tree. It's never it in is. the back. It's always way it's up always front. front. It's yeah. the most one you could see. I,
2: I bought it and I'm like, this will be the championship. And then I just so happened to win it <laughs>
0: too. <so.
2: laughs> Boom. nice. Yeah,
0: dude, you, you're a fucking scientist at fucking baseball.
2: Baseball is my thing though. Fantasy baseball, because once you get a little bit, like, not quite halfway, but almost halfway through the season, you see the patterns start to, to come through because every player has a pattern. Every team has a pattern. It
1: happens. So are you like one of those beautiful mind guys where you just see numbers in your head when it comes to baseball and you know, they all just kind of add together? <laughs> I
2: play Madden. As the manager and, and use the analytics and stuff. I don't. I oh wow, don't, man, I don't you're hardcore. Man. Yeah, dude. I don't. I, that's how I play those sports games. for Dude, some it's reason. so
0: annoying. I <laughs> fucking lived with him, bro, and I'd come home and he's just watching the fucking two teams play football.
1: I got buddies of mine that are like that with their uh, hockey, uh fantasy hockey as well. They're but that's the thing for me. Like uh, football is good because there's 16 games. I can handle that. Baseball, too many games, man. It's too, I I don't have time to be that that invested in. Honestly, it. same my, thing with hockey. Man. My trick,
2: my trick for baseball is you let it go about a, about a quarter of the way through. Don't even touch it. Who who cares? The one time I was down like. Seven games from the playoffs, I squeaked into the playoffs, and I won the championship. <laughs> like I didn't even – once you see the patterns, there are patterns. Like, this guy is better against this pitcher. It doesn't matter what team he's on. It just happens that way. Or this team just right. – you know, it could be a shitty team, and this pitcher is one of the best in the league. But guess what? They've got four dudes that just rake on this dude. And that happens every single right. day. Every – you know, hot streaks, cold streaks—you can see them after a little bit if you pay attention.
1: Yeah, you got more time than I do, man. Not I, anymore. I haven't played <laughs>
2: in A couple years—that was yeah. when I was fucking had nothing better to do.
0: Yeah. Dude, do you, have you seen in Michigan? They fucking—they're promoting gambling, legalized gambling so yeah. much. Every dude, I, every every other commercial is for. I bet on app. UFC, MMA, something I, like I that. I used but that's to. It. I used to listen to the radio. I listen to Spotify most of the time now, but I just turned the radio on today. There were six ads for, for betting, online FanDuel and shit like that. And then they said, if you have a gambling problem, call the gambling yeah, helpline. Every time. <laughs> yeah, and they only say that because the law makes them yep. do
1: it. But, yeah, it's so funny. It's like, yeah, bet, 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 bet. But if you have a gambling problem, call Pull this that. number. <laughs>
0: well, if you sold your house and your wife has left you, then yeah. uh
1: you <laughs> I think you,
2: you should go to Gambling's Anonymous. <laughs> Gambling?
1: <laughs> I think
2: I would assume there's something like that, you know? Yeah, there is. Hey Yeah, there
1: is there's for there's gamblers anonymous, narcotics anonymous, sad. there's all sorts of stuff.
0: Ooh, I got a question for you. <laughs> Random question.
3: Oh,
1: okay.
0: For for JR. Yeah, it does. Okay. Would you rather be? Would you rather? I was like, for me, I. Would you rather be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond? Uh,
1: I'm. I I feel like I I am a small fish in a big pond right now, and I love it. I you know I got into I I got into this business. uh, I didn't you know I didn't want to be. I didn't even want to be like a, a. Really, necessarily anybody that even talks. I said, I, I what I really got into this business for is so I'm a big uh, 90s guy, and John Claude Van Dam was one of my favorites of all time. I loved his movies, and they're cheesy as hell, but I love them. Right. But there was always this one guy that was in all of his movies that was a bad guy, this big dude. He had shaved side uh, head, uh, longer hair, but he was in every single one. He was a bad guy. He would beat up JCVD all throughout the movie and then get killed at the end. But he was in every every one of the movies, so I was like, I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be in all the all the cool movies, be a bad guy, beat up the good guy, and then get killed at the end. That's really what I wanted to to, to be. Um, and then, but it's you know morphed into other things. I've you know done acting stuff now and stuff like that. But uh, that's always been my my goal. I wanted to be, you know, I didn't want to be a big superstar or anything like that. I want to have a consistent uh career and and make a good living and and have fun with what i'm doing because i'm really i'm living my dream i literally when i was a kid i you know I, I was gonna say you know i'm gonna be a stuntman when i grow up and i've got to do that so i get to live my dream and i i have a blast doing it so i i don't care about stardom or anything like that i just want to have you know be enjoy my enjoy my life and enjoy my career
0: fuck yeah dude where uh where do you see yourself in 10 years um i don't know man
1: uh i'm kind of like i'm kind of chill man i'm kind of like live for the moment kind of guy you know what i mean I, I i make plans but nothing like because i i know everything can change in in a second you know what i mean so um i just had my first grandchild uh oh, yeah. Congratulations. last month so i i'm assuming i'm gonna be in 10 years whatever i'm doing career-wise or anything like that and just hopefully be playing with my grandchild quite a bit, He's have a <laughs> and uh, hopefully, to like my goal is to be in some kind of movie where they'll make an action figure of me, and then my granddaughter can like go to the store and actually get a grand- <laughs> an action figure of me. If I can do that, i I can die a happy happy
0: dude. That's a goal. That's a good goal, dude. It it seems like it's gonna work eventually, bro. You got the beard. I can, you do know, it.
1: I'm close. You know, like there's a there's an action figure of Ryan Hurst, uh, you know, from uh, from the show, and I'm I mean, it's kind of me because right. I did all the stunts for him. Yeah, but right. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. It's you in spirit. Yeah, exactly. It's actually funny. He. Uh, what that you know, character? Too? Fans of different shows are are very very loyal to their shows, and uh, Outsiders had some cool fans, and uh, they would uh, there were some people that would make. Um, make art or make dolls and stuff like that. And this one, Ryan sent me a picture. He's like, look, somebody made a, a doll of you. And it was obviously a doll of his character. But he, he was like, look, it's you. I'm like, well, kind of, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because you are that character too. Yeah. I'm
1: the, I'm the character doing the fun stuff. You know, he's doing all the hard work, all the talking and stuff like that. I get to do especially at that show, I got to ride ATV is through the mountains. Yeah, that was a cool that it, was a so.
3: cool show.
2: The the whole the whole show drew me in from jump.
1: Yeah, we we just uh we got we just were very unfortunate. We were very unlucky as far as timing. Um because we were about to we were actually about to start the third season. Um, on a Monday and the Friday, three days before we actually got canceled. Um, and then we find out six days later, WGN, the channel that we were on, the whole channel got sold to another company. So, uh, writing was on the wall. They were selling the, the, the network and they didn't want to have any, you know, shows that they had to keep paying for. So, especially on the two years, you know, a lot of people were up for contract renewal and stuff like that. So it was a bad timing thing, and because uh, I think we could have been—I think if we would have gone a few more seasons, we could have had a, a pretty big show.
2: Yeah, I I loved it. I watched it. I watched it all the way through. I binged it.
0: You said I watched it. I watched. I it. I did. It,
2: it was one <laughs> of those. It was one of those shows because you know I watched Opie. That's who. I, that's I forgot he was fucking Butear.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people do. I forgot it until when I first, you know, people used to tell me that I looked like Opie from Sons of Anarchy. I when I had longer hair, I never watched Sons of Anarchy, so I didn't know who they were talking about. Um, so finally, after the, like the eighth time somebody said that, I looked up who it was, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I kind of see it. I was like, oh, that's you know, Sons of Anarchy guy. Okay, cool. Didn't really think about it anymore, and then I ended up getting hired to double him, and so I watched the whole series of sons of anarchy so i could kind of get his mannerisms how he moves down and stuff like that but i started doing more research and i was like remember the Italians? what was he in that and then it clicked in my head i was like holy cow he was gary vertier he had no beard or hair but i was like man i can't I, I, I never put it together until that moment it's funny
2: and then uh Opie is one of the saddest deaths of all time i feel too <laughs> in
1: cinema Oh yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I hear most when people they find out, you know, that I worked for him. Uh, that that's a, the, they always say the same thing. They're like, "Oh my God, I was so sad when he died in Sons of Anarchy." him and uh, when the
2: mountain squeezed oberon's head. Oh yeah, those two. Oh, well, that was brutal. Those, those, <laughs> yeah, both of those events, I was sitting on my couch in my living room alone, and I jumped up and screamed at the TV. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> So yeah, that was red wedding for me. So Yeah, that was another <laughs> event
0: like that. Fuck, that's weird.
2: I never Because that with, well with the Game of Thrones, you know, the writing was on the wall. You could see it happening and you're yelling at him, Just kill him, you idiot. Just yeah. kill him. <laughs> see,
0: Opie's death was crazy. It was sad. But the death that I hold most is fucking when Jax killed himself. Oh, just rode into the van, or rode into uh, the yeah. Oh yeah, you got PTSD about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. He he did that too once to a van. I oh. didn't put my arms <laughs> out on purpose and do it though. <laughs> yeah, I did have I did have Air Forces on. Yeah, you did. I did shout out, Air shout Force. out, Jax Tyler. <laughs>
2: That's,
0: That's funny. funny. Dude, actually, one of my pictures, I have white Air Forces on. I was going to a wedding, bro. I look just, I, looked like you I could, just look like I did not just look. I didn't like look just he... like him, but I look like I could. <laughs> I like I could be like his best friend. You look like he. Looked I was gonna
1: say, like, yeah. I was like, is he really gonna say he looked just like him? He was
0: <laughs> just like him, bro. Bald as shit, fucking, you know, bald, brown beard. I've
2: heard beard. that once or twice myself, but I tell him, hell no. No, I, I no, don't see not it. Not like this. I don't, You're no. not scruffy. No. You wouldn't,
0: you wouldn't. He, he killed his mom in the, that movie, dude. He's a real one. That was that's in the funny. movie, of the show. Um, uh, this is your last time to say something to the um, world. Hang on, dude. hang on. Do,
2: do you have anything to plug before oh, yeah. then we'll get to one last question like uh, uh social media? Yeah, I, what, what you got going on?
1: Uh, well, the big thing that we're, I mean, everything's kind of on hold right now for COVID, you know, as far as uh, events. <laughs> Uh, But I'm really involved with uh, a charity for United Cerebral Palsy in Detroit. We're going to get our our Red Wing alumni charity game going again. Uh, It's just a matter of when we can do it safely and uh, things like that. But uh, my social media, everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is all at J Adams Stunts. So you can find me on there and I'll always be updating about the different events coming up, uh, different charity events, and where you can meet me, uh, some other wrestlers, some of the, Detroit red wing alumni, things like that. Um, uh, that's what I'll be, that's what I'll be doing. Unfortunately, just don't have anything set up just yet. We got to wait.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you're you're on the platform right now. Well, what are you going to say to the world? Last one, last thing to say
2: to the world, what would it be?
1: (sighs) There's too much anger and hatred in the world right now. Everybody needs to, to, chill the fuck out a little bit <laughs> sorry my language but yeah no everything uh everything is too stressful right now for everybody for the kids that are having a hard time not being in school to people who have lost their jobs to people that you know don't think this is real the people that that are mad at those people there's too much hatred and everything in the world right now as we saw people trying to attack the capital we need to relax as a Human species, I mean, oh, you know, so it, yeah, sounds, it sounds it sounds it sounds ridiculous, but we need to start spreading more love that we can instead of hatred. Because I know B personally is driving me batty, and it's driving me insane, and I'm I am P and I have PTSD because of it, because of how everybody is treating each other. So
0: just yeah, think, you know,
1: just try to spread more love.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're that's what we're we preaching hundred percent. That was a good one. I like that last words. Um, Dude, uh, thank you for coming in and uh, talking to oh, us. Thanks bro. for having me, man. Appreciate it. You're the most famous guy that we had on,
1: <laughs> bro. No, that's not true because you already. I down. know you said you've had Darren on, so he's way more. Oh, famous
0: you're than right. He has forced in the coast, dude. Yeah, yeah.
1: Exa- and he won't let you forget it. What <laughs> happened-
0: <laughs> hey,
2: hey, when he signed our table, he put the years on there. He put sc. Oh, yeah.
0: He put sc ninety seven, ninety eight, o two, and 08. <laughs>
1: every every once in a while, I'll say something to him or something, and he'll just go,
0: <laughs> "Yep."
1: Hey, yeah. dude. What, are you, what are you gonna
0: say to a four-time Stanley Cup champion yeah. dude what
1: yeah. are you gonna say to
0: I'm, him <laughs> I'm like I like four horsemen better so there boom right <laughs> all right brother uh thank you for coming in bro it you was bet. great talking to you uh having a conversation that's it for episode 54 of pillar talk guys I'll see you later love you peace peace out